0: The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season and your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the mad titan scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrillscom shop, that's the number four, P H R I L L S dot com slash shop, select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B E E R S, at checkout. You'll get fifteen percent off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative.
1: There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. And this is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 21 of the Infinity Saga series. As you know, my name is Casey
1: and my name is Matt. We are almost done with this journey and this this movie um very much felt like you're driving, it's a you know long drive, long journey. And you know you get to that point where it's like the last 2 hours and you're like gosh I can't do this anymore that's a little bit what this movie is like today
0: (laughs) so last last episode yesterday's episode we watched infinity war and at the end of infinity war i said that ant-man and the wasp was not one of my favorite movies um and i said that part of that could have been coming on the heels of infinity war and how epic it was and the the melancholy the downtrodden feel that you get from infinity war that the levity, the humor, the type of tone that Ant-Man and Wasp strikes, you know, only a couple of months after may have been one of the reasons why I didn't like the movie. And I was kind of looking forward to re-watching it to see if that was still the case. And I can tell you right now, definitively, Matt, and everybody listening, that Ant-Man and the Wasp is by far the worst. MCU movie out of all 23 movies thus far. In fact, I preferred the Hulk better than Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: That, that is saying something, considering, I mean, this is not the first time that you have, on this podcast, that you have uh, 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 expressed your distaste for the Hulk as a character and as a movie. I, I'm curious, uh, so, I, 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 I mean, I, I'm not much higher on it than you are, but I'm, I'm curious, what, what specifically is what really just <laughs> makes it for
0: you well again i would rather i would watch an hour and a half of the hulk smashing things before i would ever watch this movie again that <laughs> that is how bad and this movie is i mean it is just horrible horrible done um whether it's the the stupid quips the horrible animation uh or or, or the, that friggin hello kitty jumping through the middle of the streets blown up like stuff stuff like that um I, I could not stand Luis in the last Ant Man, and then you get more of Luis in this Ant Man, and then on top of that, you add another dumb character. Like Luis is just dumb. I, I don't like Luis. He's just an idiot. You get Jimmy Woo's character. You get you get the you get you get the, the agent, the FBI agent, who's just he's even more dumb. He's he's idiotic. Like, dude, you're not going to do random checks on Scott, like like all this stuff's going on, but you're only going to go check in on those random times when you see him out elsewhere. Like you're an idiot. You're supposed to be watching this guy and you didn't go check on him like randomly. Like, I, and, and then, and then, like, like the, the like, what do you want to do dinner? Like, did you want to get dinner? Like I'm free. If you want to like, what was that? Like, come on, man. Like it just, Oh no, 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 no.
1: So you just don't like dumb characters.
0: yes i don't like i like funny i don't like people trying to be funny simply because they want to be funny and Hmm. there were parts of this movie that i liked i love hank pym and i think part of that is i love michael douglas i've always liked michael douglas as, as a as an actor i think he does a really good job in this movie i love the scene at the end when janet comes out of the machine and her and hope see each other for the first time in 30 years. I mean, I cried because of how big of a deal that was. That was a big moment for me. I loved the mid credit scene when it connects finally to the broader universe and you see them dust away. I thought that was really well done too, but everything else, like we'll get to the villain in a minute, but what villain uh, <laughs> we'll get oh, to. Everything else was horrible. So, Talk to me about your...
1: your, I talked a lot. What what about you? (laughs) Well, you know the villain police are about to come out, but we'll save that for a second. (laughs) Um, I I will say one positive I also enjoy in both Ant-Man movies, but this one especially, the action sequences where they go from big to little and and how they choreograph that, I think is really well done. Uh, And I I think to
0: add to that, again, we're not going to talk about the ghost character because, again villain we'll get there in a minute but her action and the way that they had her in and out moving through things and her ability i think that visual the graphics there were really well done
1: yes totally agree all right casey the villain police have pulled up yeah you're right like what villain ghost is like they try to make this connection of like i'm trying to save her and so she needs this lab so she can get the she can exist i i
0: there's three villains there's three villains who are not villains at all there's ghost there's Foster, who's really not a villain, but he kind of is, but he kind of isn't. He's just kind of an arrogant you-know-what. And then there's, was it Birch is his name? Yeah, Sonny, yeah Birch. Sonny Birch. Who the hell is Sonny Birch? Where did he come from? Why is he trying to go after the lab? I don't understand. I'm so confused. Like, we talk about the movies, Marvel movies, not having enough villain or having enough understanding of, of, of how important these villains are. This had too much. I it, I, I didn't tell you this, and now that the cat's out of the bag, and you all know that we're not recording these literally day by day by day. It took me three days to get through this movie. I had to watch <laughs> it in three parts. That's how bad this movie is.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, th- there is a lot of villainy in this one, and it, from a from a character perspective, Bill Foster is a is a character in comic books. He is a superhero, and so it it almost that was an interesting choice in my mind because. To just not have him in superhero character uh, mode, a seems like a waste of Lawrence Fishburne, and also seems like well, why not just make that any other character that Hank Pym used to work with that's now helping Ghost? Like, why did that have to be Bill Foster? I, I don't, I don't understand that. Maybe that's something they're going to answer down the road in Ant Man and the Three. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, they're, they're, they
0: are looking at a sequel. I can they, they they did leave some some pretty good connective tissue with him and ghost, frankly, um at the end there when 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 he chooses to stay with her. Like who knows where that's gonna go? Like this is one of the times where the villain there is no villain, so there's no villain that's really been defeated. Like there's no one no one die. Like, you know, ghost gets healed. Um she's clearly now, you know, they're trying to harness the quantum energy to help her. And that's why he gets stuck down there. What happens to Foster? We don't know. Birch obviously winds up in jail. Um, They left a lot of connective tissue there, which I think is good.
1: Yeah, I hear you. But uh, so I, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit higher on the movie than you are, but not much. Um, I, 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 Luis isn't as annoying to me. I, I think I, I find his scenes actually very funny. And Ooh, so
0: it's truth serum. It's not truth serum. It's truth serum. <laughs> it's not truth serum. And then they get, oh, it is truth serum. Like really, come on. I,
1: <laughs> I think that's funny. Like that's, that's 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 I I enjoy that it. it, it very much. You know, we talked about this yesterday and you mentioned at the beginning. I really think that a big part of this movie is it's not the movie we want right now. Mm-hmm. We have just come off this devastatingly emotional moment in Infinity War where what ha- we want to know what happened to our favorite characters. And then this movie comes along and has, again, like you said, a little bit more quippy, dumb humor. And you're like, I, I, get me to Endgame." get me to Endgame, And I understand this is a bridge and knowing what happens in end game. This is a necessary bridge because of how big of a role Ant-Man plays in the culmination of end game. But it just, it just doesn't seem to land really well. Like the, the, the movie is just, it's, it's fine. And maybe that's, you know, we talked about this in in, in our Ant-Man episode where this movie wasn't, isn't going to be the big blockbuster that a Captain America, a Thor, an Iron Man is going to be because Ant-Man isn't on the level of those characters. He's a really great side character. You know, you look at him in Civil War and his role in that movie i thought that role is perfect for him and then when you try to take him and put him in his own movie it it just doesn't quite fit i I agree with you i I, the fact that
0: we got a sequel like one ant-man movie is enough two insane you're gonna make a third one of these are you kidding me like What the jokes are worn out, like the character is played out. He is a good sidekick character. Like, how do we how are we going to have three of these movies and not have a Hawkeye movie made? Right, I don't even know if they've announced a Hawkeye movie, but but, how do we not have a Hawkeye movie? How do we not have? If you're really going to go deep into some of this stuff, how how do we not? He is such a side character, and the humor, his humor, and I love. Uh, Paul Rudd. I think, first of all, he never ages for crying out loud. But Paul Rudd—he's a brilliant comedian. I mean, I remember watching him in um, *Role Models*. If you've ever seen that movie, definitely not. Yeah, safe yeah. Do not watch that kid uh, that movie with your kids. Not safe for kids. Uh, but a hilarious movie. He's really funny when it comes to the humor. But like you said, in this moment, with what we just experienced with the Infinity Wars, and by the way, speaking of that, the continuity is all messed up for me. How is all this stuff going on simultaneous to what's happening in New York and Wakanda and all, you know, like, forget about spaceships had just entered the, the Earth in New York while this is supposedly going on. Unless, and again, I don't know, they never cleared this up, unless there is some time between what happens in Ant-Man and what happens in the Ant-Man end credits. That's the only way that I could see that playing out the correct way.
1: I think this is where we, you know, we mentioned this in in America, The Winter Soldier, where this is the problem with MCU and, to be honest with you, comic book stories in general, where there's these earth shattering moments and you go, well, wait, why isn't everyone just running to this? Like why, 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 Captain America, why aren't you just saying, Hey, um, uh, they're about to kill a million people. Hey, Iron Man. Hey, Hulk. Hey, you know, it, and, and so I, I think this movie suffers from that on a grander scale of you kind of go, okay, well, if this is all happening, where, where's everybody else? Now I, I will say the defense for it is, you know, in the first movie, Hank Pym really is like, I don't want anything to do with these other superheroes. I don't want anything to do with them. And I do think that that spills over into this, where it's Hank Pym is very much, I'm on my own, I deal with my own problems, I've got my own way of dealing it, and these are the people that I have to deal with.
0: I think that this problem very easily could have been fixed if they, literally with just a subtitle, in the mid-credit scene, a real simple 30 days later would have taking care of it 30 days later because that means the entire events of what happened in ant-man took place before the events of what happened in infinity war until the mid-credit scene which happens during infinity war i also think that we as viewers can can fix this i don't think ant-man and the wasp fits between infinity war and endgame i think ant-man and the wasp has to happen before infinity war
1: Hmm. I, I think that, that watch order again, like I wonder how much of this is order it came out, watch order, because yeah, I mean I, I don't this is not the movie I want to see. I, I'm I'm after Infinity War, I'm ready to turn on Endgame.
0: Think about because <laughs> again okay, again, we talk about the end of Thor Ragnarok leads right up to the beginning of Infinity War. But that that connection, in my opinion, is still made if there's a movie in between. So I think you go Thor Ragnarok. Nothing happens at the end of Thor Ragnarok where you see them entering the ship yet you just know that that's Thanos' ship or a ship has now approached them, right? So then break from the levity of Thor from the levity of Thor Ragnarok to, it goes from really really fun to a little serious, but then you you're still kind of in that fun fighting spirit, right? So then you turn on Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a kind of a fun chase kind of movie. You get your mid-credit scene of them disappearing and you go what's this all about, right? I mean, I guess in theory, it could spoil the fact that Thanos' snap happens. But if you're watching Infinity War and you don't think that's going to happen, you're an idiot. Like, you know that's going to happen. Even when we were watching it before Chronological Order, we knew that the snap was going to happen because there was a sequel involved. So, like, I don't think it spoils that much. I think, if anything, it foretells the fact that That he succeeds. Now it's a matter of what do they do to try to stop him and why aren't they able to? I really do think that putting Ant Man and the Wasp before Infinity War would be the way to do it.
1: All right, we got to scrap the first 21 episodes. We got to (laughs) start over. We got to start at the beginning. (laughs) We got a new order. (laughs) Scrap (laughs) everybody from starting over. (laughs) But do you know what I'm saying though? Does that make sense? No, that's an interesting storytelling. Uh, you know, what if, where, what if they had shown a portion of the snap before the snap actually happened? That, that's actually a really curious. What if storytelling moment? I'm 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 have to take I'm not going to be able to digest that in this episode. I'm going to have to really like think about that over the next like three or four days.
0: I mean, it would not have been able to work in the release order because Ant Man and the boss actually happens in between Infinity War and Endgame, and I think maybe that's why it gets shoehorned in in the chronological orders because that's how it was released. But I think if we're truly being honest with ourselves about chronological order, you pop it before Infinity Wars, and then. It gives you the satisfaction of watching Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back.
1: I think that's the big thing. I mean, I know I've said this two other times in this pod. It, it, it really is just that you end Infinity War and you just want to jump right into Endgame. Yeah. And, sure. um, and, and some of that is, uh, again, like the mid-credit scene, honestly, the mid-credit scene is the thing that's most important in this movie. The rest of the movie does not have any bearing on what happened in Infinity War, and in some cases, not as much bearing of what happens with the characters, because like, okay, she gets her mom back, and then her mom's immediately dusted away. It's like, wait a minute. Which (laughs) is
0: really ironic, by the way, considering how many times we have dogged the end-credit or mid-credit scenes throughout the entire viewing, where we said, "Eh, they don't play a part. But you're right, this is one of those times they play a part if they play a huge part because that is how uh you know Lang figures out about the quantum realm and time travel and all that stuff even Pim's little comment at the end when he or is it Pim or, or Hope I can't remember who says uh don't get don't get caught in a time vortex we won't be able to get you that is damn near fear foreshadowing towards end game, right so I you're right The 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 end credit scene or the mid credit scene here is is the most important part of this movie out of anything else whatsoever
1: i i will say all the ant-man movies so i mean this one the ant-man and whatever they do with the third one they are fun movies and so just just outside of the mcu take it you know extract it from the mcu it's a fun movie like paul rudd is a very fun actor he's good at what he does he plays the character well he's he's fun to watch act and then i do think that again standalone a lot of the stuff going on is this fun kind of wacky adventure and and i i i do think that can be really fun to watch but i i think in terms of the greater narrative of the mcu it just it, it just it just trips up a little bit, and and this is one of the challenges of doing a cinematic universe is you are going to have episodes that don't always hit. I mean, think about this podcast. I'm sure over the last twenty three days or twenty one days, you've listened to an episode that you went, eh? They didn't have their best game on that one. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you made a point. You know, Ant Man, Ant Man three. It might come at a timing period or a point for us. You know, we're into, I don't even think they're calling it phase four. We're really kind of in a whole new world at this point of whatever is going to happen. I, I think that if it's not in the middle of the epicness of the Infinity Saga series or the Infinity Saga, it will probably be enjoyable. What I was, what I think the original Ant Man did, and again, I wasn't completely sold on the Ant Man. I think the original Ant Man I gave kind of. Like middle two-thirds is what I said the original Ant-Man was. It's very similar to kind of how Guardians of the Galaxy was. It was kind of its own standalone thing. It was fun. It plays a little bit bigger into the bigger multiverse or the bigger universe. What I'm hoping for is to get a little bit more back down to reality where there's not so many epic circumstances involved, which that's what you're dwelling on while you're watching this movie. I think the original Ant-Man movie worked because It just was its own thing. And then this one, while it tried to be its own thing, it's hanging out there when you know what just happened with Infinity War. So I, I, I am looking forward to Ant Man three. I still think it's weird that there'll be a third Ant-Man right up there with like Iron Man three and Captain America three and Thor three. Like those are your major players. And Ant-Man's getting one before, like, let's say a Clint or, or someone else. I think it's also going to be interesting to see what happens You know, with the merger with Fox, you know, they start to incorporate some of these other mutants and X-Men and stuff. They're going to have their hands tied with other characters. So maybe Ant-Man 3 doesn't happen. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's a comic book arc out there that is Avengers versus X-Men. And I would love that to be something that they they push towards. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: it is closing time. And tomorrow's end game, man.
1: Yeah. Yep. I mean,
0: tomorrow is friggin' end game. So, again, cat's out of the bag. You guys know we've been recording this now since since April. Um, we got two episodes left. Uh, news broke. Today is actually September 24th when we're recording this, even though you guys are going to hear this lesson about three weeks from now. Or maybe about a month from now. Uh, news broke today, or yesterday, that Black Widow <laughs> is, uh, in fact, not debuting three days from now, uh, like we originally intended. But we hope that this entire series has kind of filled that Marvel MCU itch that you've probably been having uh, all along. Do you think so, Matt?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's one thing. I, I get why it's being delayed. But man, do I miss, I mean, realize for the last how many years we've seen at least two Marvel movies a year. And so to go a year without seeing any of them, it just, and especially because, you know, we'll get to Spider-Man Far From Home as well. That was kind of the start of this post endgame post infinity saga world. And so we've just started this new story and now, and now it, it, I want to know what happens next. And well, by, the so, time, by the time Black Widow comes
0: out, we will be almost two years removed, not only from in-game, but really almost two years removed from Far From Home because that was August 2019. So, yeah. I mean, that that that's pretty major. And again, we get it. We understand it. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm ready. So we're hoping this fills the gap a little bit. Man, how do they get a hold of us, bud?
1: You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com facebook group beers and ears podcast twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 uh if you're liking what you're hearing and you and you are filling a marvel void and you know another marvel fan that needs to fill a void you've now got 21 soon to be 23 episodes to binge through
0: <laughs> all right everybody we will see you tomorrow where we are in the end game now have a great day
1: bye everyone